0: Podcast, your intrepid hosts set sail for a faraway land known to its strange and colorful inhabitants as TikTok. What dangers will befall them? What riches will be plundered? And why in God's name are there so many Tom Cruise deep fakes? And now, here are the only hosts in podcasting who moonlight as TikTok dental hygiene influencers, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls One Podcast. Allie and I uh, have experience as performers. We took the stage in a little show called Blog Logs. It was a live comedy show where we used the internet as our script. We then made a web series called Two Girls One Show. You can find it on Hoo Haha. In that series, we met people behind internet posts and wanted a bunch of scripted adventures. It was really And that led us here to this podcast, Two Girls One Podcast, in which we talk to people behind internet communities and phenomena that we find interesting, as you know. Uh, And this is brought to you by The Daily Dot. And we have our producer here, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? Pretty good. It's my birthday.
2: And
3: this episode is the
2: greatest gift to. (laughs) You yeah, you well, <laughs> that, was really, it's hard. That, that was really that's hard a to sing on rendition. no but i'm very excited for today's episode because i am a huge fucking fan yeah yeah totally
1: um well first of all happy birthday uh thank because, you thank you but also yeah.
2: it was your birthday a couple days ago that's right jen and i are cosmically connected really yes. i didn't uh-huh. know that we, we were
3: born a
1: week, a, a year and a week apart. We are, in okay. fact, a year apart and a week.
3: Wow, <laughs> so don't yeah, get a twist awesome. it
1: twisted. We're not just a week apart. We're a year and a week. Yeah. Yep.
3: That's a long time for twins.
1: <laughs> no, I have a twin, so <laughs> that, that role <laughs> has been taken. Right. For better or
2: for worse.
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: um, but but we, we are both Pisces and, uh, you know, astrologically the same in other aspects,
2: yeah, could it I mean, be more <laughs> I don't believe in astrology I, but... No,
1: neither do uh-huh. I neither do I I just think it's so silly I think you and I've talked about this before where it's like how can we be the same sign when we're so different yeah and <laughs> me and my
2: brother that doesn't yeah. make any sense uh, like, no sense
1: yeah yeah but you
2: went through a phase of really enjoying to reading horoscopes. I did have a moment where I got
1: this fun newsletter that I'd read for like a, a year or two but yeah I'm, I'm like way over that it's gotten out of control guys it's not real <laughs> don't believe
3: <laughs> I'm very disturbed by very smart, rational, respectable people, and they're like, "But I'm totally a Pisces." Oh my god! And I'm like, "What you? I know you Welcome believe in that
2: shit." To Los Angeles <laughs> <laughs> and my Instagram feed. Oh my god! Yeah, so. <laughs> Plenty of there smart
1: people. Just yeah, the memes abound on what it means to be an Aquarius or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, well that said, we are huge fans of what we're covering today, so we should let you all know. Well, first of all, we're finally going to get into TikTok a little bit, which is exciting. I don't know much about it. I know, Ali, you've dabbled, uh, but we're into it.
2: Into it. Into it.
1: Yes. Yes. So we're a little late to the game, but we're finally getting into TikTok. And the way we're covering it's sort of interesting today. Uh, There's a TV show. I think it was based on some books, but it was really popular back in the day. Y'all might've heard of it. It's called Ships of the Northern Fleet.
2: I was a huge fan. Huge fan. Yes. And we have one of the actresses from the show coming on today. And it's very exciting.
1: So this show's pretty much made a comeback, like, over TikTok. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk to a super fan and a former actress. So Mm -hmm. get excited. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: (laughs) I'm not surprised that you were a fan, Allie, with your love of Star Wars and Harry Potter. It's very much in that vein, for sure.
2: Yes, Yes, 100%. Also
1: explains why I never really got into it, but
3: I'm (laughs)
0: excited to talk to
3: them today. (laughs) We forgive you. We forgive you.
2: Do you think that George Lucas and J.K. Rowling were inspired by Ships of the Northern Fleet. Oh.
4: Mm. Wait, Mm. no, sorry, my
2: timeline's all off. George Lucas was before, but Harry Potter was after.
4: But
3: what about the books? So was Ships of the
2: Northern. When when did the books come out? When did
3: the books come out? That's the question. We so it Ships our- of
2: the Northern Fleet inspired by Star Wars. But it's also a little musical. Honestly, it has all the things I love. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, guys, if you haven't seen the show, don't fret. Um... Again, I ha- yeah. I was I was really a really fan, so you'll still uh you'll still be able to get a lot out of this episode. It's going to be yeah. awesome. And we have to mention that this episode was suggested in our discord server by almost Shirley. He is a huge fan of the show. Uh, so thank you so much for bringing this uh resurgence of it to our attention
2: discord.gg slash g one p You can also join us there. hang out, suggest show topics. We love it. Well, let's, let's get into it because we have a lot of questions for them. Yes.
3: <gasps> Not a call, but an email <laughs> that stands for electronic mail. Okay. It's like, it's like regular mail that you get from the post office, but it's sent uh, electronically.
1: Via to, po- postal on, to your, service?
3: No, no, no. Uh, through mm. the computer.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Okay.
3: Uh, this is from Robert. Robert says, after listening to 2G1P episode 164, that was our episode about disinformation with Bridget Todd. Robert says, I was reminded of the following New York Times article, which had a different take on what the internet is doing to us. Uh, Spoiler, it's not just about uh, the internet's ad-based economy, which I agree has its problems, although it's an obvious observation about a very different medium. Robert notes that radio and TV we solely ad-based for most of the 20th century, and to a lesser extent still are. An ad-based economy isn't sufficient by itself to cause what we're seeing, but this article that he's linking to isn't about ads. He says, I hope you enjoy it. I love the trivia. It is my favorite part of the show. So,
1: oh, wow. The
3: article, it's called, I Talked to the Cassandra of the Internet Age. I didn't understand the Cassandra reference. Cassandra is a Greek yes. prophet.
1: Prof- prophetess or whatever. Yeah, prophetess. we us uh, drama nerds remember her from Greek drama. Um, I forget, though, which anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, she, she foresaw tragedy.
3: Nobody would believe her. Like she saw truth all the time and everyone ignored it, which yep. is... But what we basically were talking about the article briefly is about Michael Goldhaber, the internet prophet you'd never heard of. He predicted the complete dominance of the internet, increased shamelessness in politics, terrorists co-opting social media, the rise of reality television, oversharing fandoms, predicted all this in the mid 80s, because he was observing at the time that there was an information glut—that there was simply more access to news, opinion, forms of entertainment uh, than ever before in human history—kind uh, of coined the t- the, the term uh, the attention economy, or or brought that term back into public discourse. But your time, your attention, is a finite resource, and every all this media is struggling to suck our time away. And 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 I I think that's right. We're blaming advertising for the for the problems here. But Robert says, no, TV has been supported by advertising forever. But,
1: but, so it seems like advertising's playing off of the attention economy, or is that the term? Or like, yeah. even if I wanted to get off social media, it feels like a huge hurdle to do so for myself. So mm-hmm.
2: I think all of the um, science fiction books are coming true.
1: Yeah. How weird, right? Maybe ships of the Northern fleet will not come true. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's what I think is happening. Uh, but what I think is really interesting is like all the doomsday things that like the government was going to do. We're just going to do to ourselves. Yeah.
3: So I don't know. Did this come up in our in our discord or, or was I were it, maybe I was seeing it elsewhere, but it's the difference between 1984 and uh which is orwell and aldous huxley which who wrote uh, brave new world mm-hmm. 1984 said the government's coming the government's gonna watch you the government's gonna control you and aldous huxley said no uh companies are gonna make a bunch of media and drugs and uh systematize your attention so that you won't even know you're being controlled you'll just think life is awesome because there's so much to do uh and meanwhile these nefarious actors will be behind the scenes controlling everything we do and there has been a lot written about this uh, that huxley's vision of the future came true and orwell's not so much uh we kind of current events with, notwithstanding we kind of defeated the fascism that uh that Orwell was predicting.
2: Yeah. I was I also had this realization the other day about cancel culture that it's also sort of like uh we're surveilling ourselves and surveilling each other mm-hmm. like the way people get canceled for like wh- when when they get canceled for something they like did years ago, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're like Like in the books, it's more like, oh, uh, you don't know who's spying on you and the citizens are reporting back and you don't know what you're going to get in trouble for doing. But like, that's kind of what we're just doing to each other. Cancel
3: culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
2: I think we got to go to a, we got to go to a little ad. Don't we Matt?
3: Yeah. We got to take a break.
2: All right. We're going
1: to take a break. We'll be right back. Three cheers to these purveyors of the Skyfleet booty to 2G1B. What
2: what am what am I saying, Ellie? <laughs> no, no, honestly, let's keep, don't edit that out, man. It's beautiful. Thank you, Chris Harrison. Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Melissa Elliot. James Dozier. Deborah
1: Duberpants.
2: Kathy Phillips. William. <laughs> Matthew Scott, and raise a glass to our newest supporter
1: Wesley Cordell we thank you for flying high with us and spreading your booty widely
2: <laughs> you know it's better to spread the booty than if you'd spread the other side it just would really have gone off the rails
1: if you all want to spread the booty widely please go to patreon.com 2g1p and thanks again to those supporters who contributed at the $10 level or more
2: Oh yeah, that was great. Uh, I really felt like I was like kind of back in in the episodes, you know. <laughs> I have to sneeze. Here she goes. Oh! On that note, we are so, so excited. Shambles! Did you did you pee a
3: little? Did, did I did pee a little, pee pee a little
2: but, but I did sneeze, and I I've got sneeze that again. problem these oh. days actually. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, Jen <laughs> pregnancy thing.
1: going. Pregnancy's pretty good. Okay, but I I saw a but picture you the pee other when day. You sneeze. Well, I just saw a picture the other day of like what it looks like inside of your body during this time, and it's crazy. Like your uterus is so big, and your—I'm sorry to be gross, but like all your organs are like smushed.
2: (laughs) It's weird,
1: gross. I
2: just was (laughs) talking about spreading booties back and front. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It makes sense. Your organs are smushed, but can you feel the smushing of the organs? Not quite. I'm
1: definitely going to be able to, but um, I get full pretty quickly when I eat. But I want to eat all the Mm -hmm. time, and Mm -hmm, I have to pee mm -hmm, all the time, mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's happening. The smushing is afoot.
3: Also, (laughs) did you know there's a there's a human baby in there? (laughs) I
2: guess that's responsible for the It's it's gross. (laughs) No, it's still it's. Don't, wait, you're doing June and it's February. Oh my God. It's happening in what? three months. It's no, much it's March. It's March. I mean, it's March, March April, May, four March months, first. four months. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're
2: more than halfway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Start, wow. I'm starting to I'm starting to look like I got a baby in there. <laughs> well it is time for our interview We could not be more excited to have Here with us today two very important People we have katie osborne Who you might remember played the Beloved character annie on ships of the northern Fleet
2: and, and we're have... out Here okay <laughs> I'm a I big fan Katie Okay okay Me too and I was like Is she talking about me or no it was jen yeah. saying me too I got I <laughs> it,
1: was it was there. me it was me But we also <laughs> oh have somebody God. else here we have Mr. Nickel, who is a super fan, who brought this series back into modern times, reminding people just how beloved it was.
2: Hello there. Hi. Thank God, because we needed this in quarantine. We needed this. That's
4: exciting, but I'm still exciting.
2: I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh my gosh. So for listeners who don't remember, uh, Ships of the Northern Fleet, the TV show or the books.
2: Who are those Uh, people? Get out. (laughs) I know.
1: Well, we were wondering if you could just start by giving us a quick rundown of what it was, what it was about, and then um, maybe get into how it Got brought back.
4: Oh, this this sounds like super fan territory, Katie. Do you want me to take this one? <laughs> oh
5: yeah, I was going to say I was like I I know a lot about the episodes that I was in, but you're way better about the 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 whole canon, so you go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you. I try. Um, so ships of the northern fleet uh, was a book series followed by a television series. Uh, also, like you got your animes. There was graphic novels, but the main fo- uh, fan focus is the book series and television series. Uh, it is about a bunch of sky pirate adventurers making their way through the seven skies uh there's four different main fleets to them all kind of combating against each other exchanging artifacts and magics and tales and prisoners (laughs) and adventures it's basically it's it's a sky pirate western kind of feel to it where it's just yeah. every
1: it was like pre-game of thronesy is that a good way to describe it
4: it's got that kind of thing where it's not just an ensemble cast because like the the uh, cast on this thing was just of hundreds almost but um it had that feel where like each group had its own storylines that kind of intertwined and as you went through certain seasons you might focus more on one group than another but yeah it was a huge huge complex story
1: Okay, so you you brought this back. You found a box of scripts and props. What what happened? How did this get brought back into 2021?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so early in February, I was kind of going through some of my stuff, trying to just like, you know, you're alone in a room long enough to start looking through boxes you own. And uh, I used to work for Bridge Studios here in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, as an associate producer on a kid's film. And um, I was in my office, which was upwards of a hallway next to one of the uh, larger studios, And I found this kind of box full of artifacts and scripts and that kind of stuff. And as I was poking through it, I remember like, oh yeah, like this was like, I found kind of like the Holy Grail of missing ships of the Northern Fleet stuff. So I went to TikTok, which is where you go for any information nowadays. (laughs) And uh, I tried to see like, you know, just like gauge fan response. Like, hey, who else remembers this show? Because like, I swear, like, I can't go a single week without, and I'm sorry for this, Katie, without shouting button up cap. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) And like, I'm not seeing, I go to conventions, I go to Emerald City Con, like New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, I don't see cosplay, I'm not seeing knockoff merch, like whatever, why do we remember this show, but we're not doing anything about it?
2: I think because it spanned so many genres, you know?
4: (laughs) Well, it's hard to like tell some days, it's like, is that a Jack Sparrow or is that a Sky Captain? You know, you can't. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I found the most interesting, like, especially, like, as Mr. Nichols started doing work on this project and and we started, like, all sort of really, like, collectively re-exploring the show, is that we found that so much of the media that is, you know, really in the collective consciousness and, and really is popular today, so much of it derived from fleet and so you know you had like the the proto uh you know archetype of jack sparrow in vlad you know you had like you know uh zoidberg and and Glurp and, and all of that stuff and so it, it just it was fascinating to me um like once we started re-talking about the show realizing like how much of the stuff that you know i i grew up with like had just sort of become recycled out of fleet and i, I yeah. think that's really There's interesting a real
4: nerd rosetta stone <laughs> of, uh, it really is. Uh, Finally, where it all came from. Mm-hmm. So
5: fun.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Katie, how did you get I I know obviously you were on the show in a very big way, <laughs> but how did you get brought into this sort of like uh reinvigoration of it? Are you on TikTok? How did you and Mr. Nickel yeah. connect?
5: It honestly, like, it's not that good of a story. Um, but I I I had been <laughs> on TikTok for a while and I I weirdly I I started educating people about ADHD. And so I I gained this following of of people who just like know that I'm a big nerd and I love, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and all of this stuff. But a lot of them didn't know that I'm an actor and they didn't know that I was a performer. But like five or six people tagged me in Mr. Nichols' original video. And they were like, hey, you're a nerd. Do you remember the show? Did you like the show? What did you think of the show? And I was like, guys... I was on that show
4: for like <laughs> four not and a half seasons. It.
5: <laughs> and and it's, it's one of those things where like a lot of the actors who have been on the show, like we, we loved it. We loved our time. We loved being part of the Fleet family. But I think a lot of us, like myself included, I sort of set that part of my life aside after the show. You know, like I, I was going to college. I, was, I really just kind of wanted to like do my own thing and make my own name for myself. And so like, I, I didn't really talk about it. And so I posted a TikTok and I was like, yeah, guys, that was me. I played Annie and, and people were like, wait, I thought I recognized you from somewhere. Like, oh my God, you know? And they started asking me all these like, <laughs> once you put the hat and, on,
4: that's all you, that's all it took. Really. Yeah.
5: And, and yeah. I mean, like I, I kept the hat, I kept the flintlock, you know, like, and so like, I have these like <laughs> memories around my house, but I don't know. I just, I feel like, I think that's kind of the thing that happens when you're, you know, you're an actor is like, you, you take on these roles and you do these things for a while, but then at some point, like you either have the option to let it define you or you can kind of like move on to the next thing. And so yeah, it's been, it's been really, really wonderful getting to just, you know, revisit and, and, and remember the world with everybody. And, and it's just been, it's just been really, really special
1: yeah mm-hmm. Mr. Nickel how do you feel kind of being brought in to now you know be working with an actress who was on
0: one of your favorite shows <laughs> of all time
4: that's been so like so I was asking like hey who remembers this and it's kind of thing like you know you, you tweet at a celebrity and you don't expect them to actually see it um, but yeah like between we've, we've had like I've got Annie I've got Meadow I've got Glurp I've got Vlad and they're now all like messaging me daily on Facebook and it's like oh cool yeah remember like I'm also part of the crew now because I decided I liked it so hard. That's how this works, right? <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a fan so hard, you fan back. That's how we that's how we circulate wow. this air. Um, but
5: what he's not, what, what Mr. Nickel is not telling you is that we all love Mr. Nickel like Mr. Nickel brought us all together like if it were not for him you know like I hadn't spoken to to Patrick or, or Logan in years. <laughs> Logan's living and, on and like a wolf all-
4: sanctuary in Austin right now. Yeah. All
2: right well I believe that you did have a big announcement that you said you were willing to share on Two Girls
5: One podcast. Is that true?
4: I mean it's not not true. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean,
5: I mean Mr. Nickel, I know we both we most know, but do you, I feel like you should you should get to do it.
4: Well, like it's been an interesting thing as I'm going through this box and like we've had a few table reads and Q&As <laughs> of like the missing script parts just the other week we did a uh, table read of one of the like kind of like mirror universe ones with the other characters and the back and forth and that i'm going to show one of the cog hogs and one of the future q a's it's been this really fun thing back and forth uh but the really interesting thing of all of this is that like none of it ex- exists uh, which has been fun well
1: what do you mean by that
5: oh yeah, none of none of, none no, of no, this, this is real this isn't a show <laughs> <laughs> this show never existed yeah it's oh, okay. the fun part <laughs> The
1: the books existed, right? No, no, No. the whole
4: concept. No, the the (laughs) books, nope. they don't, they don't exist. It's fun, though.
1: Are you, are you, you didn't play Annie?
5: no there's not any
4: more than anyone else has
5: <laughs> <laughs> technically speaking like i don't i don't know how it works because what happened is is that is that the the video part is true mr Nickel posted that video um and I said you know what would be funny is if I told everybody that I was on the show um but then it like became reality like we reverse engineered uh, fandom and we reverse engineered reality <laughs> to so the now point you where are. I'm not I'm yeah, yeah like that's the pr- like that's like that's that's real like that I'm being authentically <laughs> true like people are drawing fan art and I get t- I've had songs written yeah. I've had entire monologues written you and, like, can add, barely like, go
4: a TikTok live without Dan Pauvenmeyer asking to see F- Annie's hat Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah the, the, the creator of Phineas and Ferb is a huge oh, so fan cool. of Annie from Ships of the Northern Fleet
4: <laughs> I, bro- I broke reality a little bit uh, and that's you bro- a, you I broke guess reality. I did okay. I did a whoopsie <laughs> on the concept of reality and I
1: <laughs> so, for people out there who might be still wondering what the fuck is going on, um, <laughs> here, this this whole thing it's it's an experiment. It's it's fake, and it was indeed uh, something posted on TikTok. But it's completely taken off, and it's formed this crazy community. And we want to play the original TikTok for you right now, so you get an idea of how this
4: all started. All right, here it is. If you're a super nerd, stop scrolling. I want to try to manifest something on the internet to see if we can just participate in a hallucinatory experience. Here's the idea we keep talking about Easter eggs and favorite parts of a show that will and has never existed. And I don't want to write scripts or fan fiction or anything. I just want to pretend this show existed and remember parts of it that were never there. Can we do this? I've decided it'll be like a steampunk sky pirate show called Ships of the Northern Fleet. There was a book series, maybe a TV show, but yeah, we'll just talk about favorite things from it, but it's not out there. It doesn't exist. It will never exist. So if you're watching this video, it started here and quite possibly ended here because no one wanted to purchase me. That's fine. But still, here's the stitchable part of the video. <laughs> Tell me your favorite Easter egg or moment from Ships of the Northern Fleet, books or show. So there we go. I'll start it off. Maybe like in the books, Captain Barnabas, not a character, was named Neil Barnabas after Neil Gaiman. That's fun that is me um, did you two enjoy parts listening that- to
2: yourself was that fun no
4: <laughs> no and I, I do voice acting and i still like i like listening to me doing a voice but me just talking with pure train of thought is goddamn horrifying um <laughs> but the two parts of that that have been haunting me the most that people keep poking at uh is i don't want to write scripts uh, which I've done so much of now and the no one will be interested in this won't do
5: anything no 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 no. you're also leaving out the part where there's fan fiction now oh yeah Don't fan forget there is. Fact- we're
4: on fiction.
5: Me, let me tell you I'm I've said this before I'll say it again I've I've done a lot of performing in my life I have I have many degrees in performance but there is nothing there is no part of your training there is no conservatory class that you take that prepares you for the moment where you find your own fan fiction on AO3 that's, that's <laughs> Uh, that's Honestly, a, that's a weird, that that's a weird is a day. new life goal of mine. There you go, manifest it. I I'm so happy about it. Like I, it is my favorite thing. Man, are you prepared um, to read
2: us a portion of the fan fiction about your fictional character? Oh,
5: oh I'm man! Ready. I
3: have fan, were, probably I'm not fan, not fan, fan fiction. Fan fictional fiction. This, this is a meta,
4: meta term. We need to. We yeah, need to well, and, figure out what, what so this yeah, is. Yeah, that's it's fiction been and fan a fiction. real interesting yeah, experiment yeah. with the non-reality yeah. of this. And,
5: <laughs> but what? But what is really interesting about this? And this is something that I I am fixated on. Is that Mr. Nickel posted that video? And then in less than 48 hours, less than 48 hours, there was a reddit. There was a discord. There Discords. were multiple videos on yeah. YouTube. There was there was a Wikipedia. Uh, the Wikipedia started out small. It is now over three hundred pages of lore oh that people oh have written about the characters and the show.
3: Not Wikipedia proper, but but like fandom. the fandom sites. Okay. Yeah, like n- fandom fandom. N- not Wiki. to detract from the fact that there are three hundred no, no, no. fandom pages, um, but.
5: There's a, a, a set of Russian ships called the Northern Fleet. I and mean, people were editing the actual Wikipedia page to be like not a reference to the popular uh, television
4: show <laughs> Ships of the
5: Northern, <laughs> like so, like that, and it got taken off at some point. Yeah, but I, like, uh,
4: I accidentally taught a whole bunch of TikTok kids about Russian World War II fleet techniques. Uh, <laughs> during oh that one gosh. week. So, um, but, the, but yeah, yeah,
1: Mr. Nickel, why did you do this?
4: I was bored. so i had written like the premise and a couple chapters of a book called ships of the northern fleet and it was going to be and i haven't actually talked about this part out loud before so congratulations on the exclusive Um,
2: yes we do get the breaking news
4: you do get the breaking news um yeah so i was trying to write a book that was going to be like an anthology like oh it'd be so cool like to see the point of view of like a steampunk war from the point of view of every ship in it and then I got like a bit into that and like, ah, oh, this is like work. Uh, so, <laughs> in place of actually completing a script and putting it out in the world to be judged by nerds, I just told them they loved it. And they're like, yeah, we totally <laughs> did. They're like, oh, this is so much easier. Oh, why doesn't everyone just do this? I could sell merch now. This is great. Um, and we have. We've amazing. sold so far about 300 we, we, yeah. shirts from the ships of the Northern Fleet and the Four Fleets. Kind of want one now. Oh yeah, yeah, they're up, uh, they're on my TikTok, I can send you a link. (laughs) Every cent of that profit that I get has been going directly towards the uh, Trevor Project, which benefits uh, LGBTQI plus youth uh, from a toll-free hotline. So I don't make any money off this. I just find it hilarious. Even better. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I also just wanted to read the top comment on your TikTok because I love that you're like, oh, sure. oh, let's create Easter eggs for a show that never existed. And the top comment with nearly 5,000 likes is from Crabman732. Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved Nathan Fillion in season one, episode six. He was perfect as Captain Hellman. It's a shame he never came back. I would have liked to see him as a recurring character. So
4: that <laughs> has become hard canon. That is, <laughs> yeah, Nathan, <laughs> Fillion. Nathan
5: <laughs> Fillion was in at least. Seven to twelve seasons of ships of the northern <laughs> fleet, depending on who you um, ask.
4: Yeah, and shout out to Crab um, Man. he's great. I actually sent it to him. it like, okay, on this, um. I just, I just <laughs> love
2: that. Like you're like, let's Easter eggs show never existed. Boom! Someone chimes in with well, like this perfect fucking Easter what's egg really for interesting a show that
4: never is A lot of the comments, like a majority of the comments, are on the video of like, "Hey, this doesn't exist," and like that's where all the lore building is happening. Like, cool, mm-hmm. cool. One of my favorite ones was someone putting like, "Oh, so this is cancel culture run amok? Just because you don't like the creator of this show, it suddenly never existed."
5: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, it's people. People have figured out a way to like weave the like meta narrative narrative into the lore of the show and so like oh. if you look on the discord like the discord is like want like it's so good but like people talk a lot about the fact that like <laughs> the books changed the book because the author the authors were not satisfied and so like if you read the green cover books (laughs) you know then you know captain hellman as the bad guy but if you read the blue version the reprint that happened you know a few years later he was a good guy and so they've figured out ways to sort of like take the meta and and make it into this thing where like this is why we don't all remember the same thing is because there were reboots and reprints and the authors changed their mind and they went back and like you know the books were different than the show but the show was different than the cartoon they george lucas <laughs> did
4: they lucas did it's been like watching the fandom build around it which also shout out to the wikipedia people because they Oh are, my god they'll every so often i have to like get called in as like the the instigator the catalyst or something I'm <laughs> like i'm in charge of this now <laughs> Where it'll be like, hey, uh, season three suddenly has eighty episodes. We don't really know what to do about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, every other season has like the usual twenty-three like episode run, but episodes. season three is marked as eighty. And so I'll just That's like, a quiet... tough year for, for Katie. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll Quiet. I'll quietly wander over to one other part of the Discord and be like, hey, I just looked at the wiki. Uh, it's weird that you listed all the webisodes, which are canon, but they didn't air proper on television as part of season three. So feel free to like three point five that, and you can move it over and be like, okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like justify and like we we really don't want to shut stuff down there's only been a few occasions of people because it's the internet, and destroying things feels just like creating. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they see everyone having fun, and they're like, how do I ruin it? Yeah.
5: <laughs> so Katie, how did you become Annie? When did that happen? How did you get involved? Um, it happened literally hours after Mr. Nickel posted the original video. Um, and it's 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 not, and again, I'm not lying, it's not a very good story. Um, <laughs> but basically what had happened was that I had missed the boat on Ratatouille and Bridgerton mm. the musical. Mm. Um, and and let's talk about that too (laughs) also just in case our (laughs) listeners don't know about those gems so on tiktok sometimes people will say things like wouldn't it be funny if ratatouille was a musical and then the entirety of tiktok for like (laughs) three weeks just makes it into a thing to the point where like then you know there's like a real musical version with like titus burgess in it and like that was like a real (laughs) thing that happened and so, like I like, so I'm a, I'm like a middling sized creator on on TikTok. Um, but my niche is kind of like nerd, dumb, and mental health. And so, th- th- what I said earlier was true. Like a bunch of people tagged me in this video, and they were just like, "Hey, you might want to know about this." But I caught it like right at the beginning. And like I kind of like looked through like some of the videos that had been posted, but I realized like what was missing were like people ha- that had like quote unquote been on the show, and so I just just to be a shithead, I just posted <laughs> this video, and I was like, hey guys, it was me. I played Annie. Like, and and exactly the same thing that happened on on Mr. Nichols TikTok happened on mine, where like all of the comments were like it was bullshit that on season two episode eight, like oh you know, and it and it just became this. Beautiful. And like, I, you know, I've done improv for years. And so, like, it became this beautiful game of yes and yeah. where everybody in the comments was like asking me questions and they would just, and it, but it would just be like this little, little <laughs> gift, this little gift yeah. of a, you know, what was the dress hard to wear? That they would it would be a question like that. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah, it was so much heavier than it looked. But like, you know, the sequins, like the way that they lit up, like that was really, you know. So it was just like there was just all of these moments. And then yeah, sort of like out of that, I just sort of became one of like the main characters on this television <laughs> yep. show that never existed.
4: Gary was the first one who claimed to be that I saw on TikTok that claimed to be an actor on it. And I actually was in my living room. In the in the middle of a meeting, because uh, I could just I pace back and forth in my living room sometimes when I'm on a meeting, uh, and I was scrolling TikTok, so I was very engaged in my work, and yeah. <laughs> I shouted out the audacity. <laughs> i've seen the first person who's like i worked on this and he was like showing props that he had from it i'm like it's magic it's goddamn magic i'm following this guy immediately (laughs) Um, every every time i follow someone on tiktok i have to unfollow someone because i'm at 666 followers Followed I'm and I, <laughs> like, amuses me, so I have to maintain.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We heard the TikTok that started it all, so let's hear the TikTok that brought Katie in.
5: <laughs> oh, good. Here, go. Great, here we go. So I don't really talk about this a lot here on my page because I really wanted my page to stand on my own, and I didn't want to like play the fame card or something. But people have started asking, and so I think it's time to come clean. Yes, I did play Annie in seasons one through four of Ships of the Northern Fleet. That was me. And like, I know, I know that there was a ton of controversy when Annie died, but my NDA is up and so I can talk about it. First off, spoilers, I knew what was coming. Writers had been planning it since season three, especially after Bosley died trying to get the Newtonium containment back online. Like my my character kind of didn't have anywhere to go. And before you all ask me about season four, episode eight, yes, he's a good kisser he's a very good kisser and so is she the thing about playing annie was that i just i never expected to get the call and then the next thing i know i'm there on set and i'm filming and i'm part of this incredible universe it was an amazing time in my life and okay you guys cannot tell anybody but look i kept the trophy from the promethean gambit i wasn't supposed to but i smuggled it off set but anyway fleet fans if you've got more questions for me i will answer them so just let me know in the comments
4: love it (laughs) hilarious i love
2: the detail about the nda being up uh, <laughs>
4: yeah, a, right? lot of pe- a lot of people jumped on that after. That was a good touch. Mm. Yeah. The
2: other thing that's lovely is, from what I've noticed, it's like a very LGBT. Uh, friendly (laughs) fandom even though it also supposedly happened in like the 90s which is arguably (laughs) not great like uh, there was a comment on your post Mr. Nickel about like you know some captain is trans and I won't hear otherwise and then a lot of stuff about like the (laughs) representation on the show which is so fun that it's like so inclusive
4: It's been a back and forth bit of interest on that because obviously like as a group, um, especially like just at least even amongst the actors, people and myself, we are a a diverse LGBTQI plus rainbow, which is great. And, like, so we've gotten a lot of that, and we want to embrace that, because there's kind of a hole in the heart of certain fandoms that I won't point any wand at or anything, but um, (coughs) that that might need a little bit of a hug and a little bit of some love right now and to feel represented and seen. And it's cool that someone could be like, yeah, there was, like, a trans woman captain who married their non-binary partner. I'm like, yeah, no, that's hard canon. That was great. I love that episode. (laughs) But what has become fascinating on top of that is... Nerds are broken. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We have had a lot of trauma and we have absorbed that. And some people do take that trauma and bring it to fleet to make it feel more real to them. So I have mm-hmm. seen comments of just like, oh, it was a shame that like the casting on this was really racially tone-deaf, or like it was a shame that they did this. And I'm like, I just I don't want to know. but your yes and but I would mm. like you to take a second and realize this is you doing this and no one is insisting this happened. Yeah. <laughs> like we right, could, right. We could have a paradise, but your kind made a desert of it. And like, just, yeah. please, like we can be happy. We can be happy. That's We're allowed really to be happy.
2: Interesting. Cause it's like, I yeah. guess they think they're like making it more realistic, but it's like, no. And actually I'm going to, this was inevitable for me to bring in my real life, favorite Canadian TV show. Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. Which which really did do that, and it's one of the things that was so spectacular about the show that they never really made they never made homophobia a thing. They had a you know gay couple, and it was just great that they were gay. And so it was, and it was so powerful to just see the world the way that it could be, and not need mm. to play into all these things. So I love that that happened on Shit's Creek, and I love that you're trying to encourage that in this fake world
5: as well. One of the things that I have found to be really interesting is like. And I realize, I realize how pretentious what I am going to say is Can't is going wait. to sound. The backwards <laughs> meta ness of the whole thing has been so interesting for me because, like, I I am bi. I am also Polly, and so like I decided, like day one, I was like Annie was was queer and she also was in like a like a a multiple partner relationship and that was just part of the show and that was part of the character and like i i was never like very like overt about it i was never like no annie has to be gay but like i just was annie and so like that has become part of the canon that has become part of the lore Somebody wrote an article like a a couple of days ago that was like top five best episodes of Ships of the Northern Fleet or whatever. (laughs) And like in that article, like I am, first off, I mentioned my name, which I think is like the funniest shit in the entire (laughs) world. But also in that article, they were like, and a lot of fans were upset because like killing Annie was like playing into that like barrier gaze trope. Yes, I saw that. And I had this like real moment of like, Oh no, the lore that I have created is problematic because I wanted to kill off Annie, but also I'm like, I'm so gay. I happened,
4: think we but, just like, found yeah, our new I mean, t shirt, which is, but also I'm so gay.
5: <laughs> but also I'm so gay. And so, like, and yeah. and yeah, like, it's been so interesting to like just watch people just accept, but the like, article, just nope. Yeah, that article made such a good
2: point, though, because it was saying, though, that overall the representation is so great that it doesn't matter. Yeah. And Dan Savage- I was like, I felt
5: less bad about it.
2: (laughs) Dan Savage also talked about that in one of his episodes. I'm I'm obsessed with Dan Savage, (laughs) which is that like having problematic representation of people is okay if there is widespread representation so we're not only seeing that trope. Hmm. And so I love that the article talks about the Burr Your Gaze trope and talks about the fact that there <laughs> is such an expansive LGBTQ environment in the show that it's kind of okay. It's just like the the like layers of it is so fun.
4: This this whole experience has been about the layers of fandom. Because one of my favorite part of this has been the memes. Because oh the memes I, oh You could God. write a paper. <laughs> On how the <laughs> meme interaction for a fictional television show interacts. <laughs> because the meme itself actually teaches you about their fake backstory better than them just writing it, if you understand memes. Okay,
5: so give us an example. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing with the memes is there is a character, his name is Brit- Captain Britner, and everybody <laughs> hates Britner. Britner is the fucking worst, but nobody knows why. All we know is that every meme is like, fuck Britner. And one time (laughs) Britner got his entire crew killed. And so like, and then it started becoming like, we, like the meme started getting more specific. And so there would be like a meme of like, you know, fuck Britner. And then the next one is like Britner choosing to save his entire crew or save a dog. And he like saves the dog, you know. And so like this lore around this like deeply hated character who I cannot, again, stress enough, didn't exist Except two weeks ago, you know, like, like we were able to like retcon the lore of this or like reverse engineer the lore of this character to like learn his entire story through like, you know, like the, the guy pointing at the butterfly meme.
4: Another interesting thing of like them rejecting a premise was. Uh, Patrick Lawler tried to become the Jar Jar of the series, uh, a character named <laughs> mm-hmm. Glurp, whose, whose catchphrase is swiggity swaggity, let's blow up gravity, um, <laughs> <laughs> which in the end of the series, by the way, he does. And, uh, Do you have that on a shirt? Yes. Is that one? Yes. Okay. Okay. I, have that on a, I have that on a shirt. I've got Great. that on a non medical mask. I am literally wearing that shirt right now. Yeah. Um, I have it. You can buy it. Uh, swiggity swaggity, buy this tote baggity. Uh, <laughs> can <laughs> I, just, I just, I'm sorry. I want to own the merch. And when yep. you own merch, you want to
3: like run into somebody in the world who's like, oh, That's I love goal. that show.
0: And no one That's will
3: ever say that yep. to me no, when I'm wearing the so- shirt.
2: But someone will come That's up to you really? and be like, ships in the Northern will.
5: Fleet. Oh, that'll yeah. be the
3: greatest day of my life! I don't think it'll it's, happen. Um,
5: I mean, so we we did q and A Q&A on <laughs> we we did q and A, a Q&A on Saturday, and in during that Q and A, we discovered that people are making knockoff merch. <laughs> <laughs> like there is, on, like, there like, is literally contraband, black market ships of the Northern Fleet merchandise. It has gotten so out of hand. That was actually
4: two, <laughs> yeah. two of the only things I jumped on for ships uh, because. Because I was like, I don't want to be in charge of the story of this. I like, I didn't get any of the social media channels locked down. I didn't do the email. I'm like, if someone mm. wants to grab those, they're up. I don't care. Like, oh, I'm not spending my life running this. But uh, there was two things I wanted for myself, which was I drew the logo really quickly. Just to be like, okay, I want I want it. So I based it off like 1990s cartoon shows for pirates and stuff. Like, there. There's a logo. So if stuff goes up, this logo's on it. And then uh, because nerds love sorting themselves into the four humors, uh, I also made that. Because, like, we all need, like, which Ninja Turtle, which Ghostbuster, which magical house, perhaps, Uh, are you in? (laughs) (laughs) Mm And, Wait, so, uh, so you're so like, saying
2: you, that that exists for Ships of the Northern Fleet as well? Which that fleet exists you for you Ships in? of the Northern yeah. Fleet. Yes. There's
4: the four fleets. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the Necronauts. They're the kind of mm-hmm. evil guys who tried to escape death with technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, those are, you know, the people who like being a little bit evil. They get that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Cogs folk who keep the ships running and are kind of the fun-loving party dudes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the True Winds who are the protagonists uh because everyone needs that group for the hero class (laughs) um and then there's the scribe feathers which i think has actually become the largest group because of who the nerds running this is uh who are the ones that like make the charts and write the stories and i i Mm -hmm. should have known going into it be like oh wait no all of these nerds are making up a fake story every single (laughs) one of these guys like is gonna want this merch
1: yeah, so let's talk about TikTok really quickly because it's where it all began. <laughs> um, we know it's really collaborative. Um, we know it's all organic. But do you see any trends in how and why like something would take off like this or take shape over time?
5: I have a really solid theory about this, and okay. this is where like I need to I need to stress that my background is in academia and theater, and so I'm going to nerd out really hard for a second, cool. and I apologize in advance. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Mr. Nickel did something that is and I and I've I've genuinely done research on this cuz I'm fascinated by it but Mr. Nickel figured out how to instantaneously create nostalgia for that which never existed <laughs> and that is such a profoundly interesting
4: thing. Can I can I pause you for one second cuz I just thought of a word? <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. Can we call it Not- nostalgia? Nostalgia. <laughs> yes. It was in my head. I just needed that in the Thank world. You. I needed That's that beautiful. in the world. Thank That's you.
5: beautiful. Thank <laughs> you but very much. Continue. One of my favorite movies in the entire world is Galaxy Quest. And there's a moment in in Galaxy Quest where where uh, you know Tim Allen calls up jason long's character and jason long's like oh i'm so embarrassed and like i know everything is for pretend and and i know it's not real and tim allen goes it's all real and in and this perfect cinematic moment like i cry when this happens he goes i knew it and just instantly accepts it instantly <laughs> it he's just like yes he's in it like fuck it spaceships are real right mm-hmm. that is what ships of the northern fleet is it is for every nerd who watched that movie and like just waited for their Hogwarts letter and and <laughs> and loves that movie, you know, and loves that moment in Galaxy Quest. But like, instead of just watching it as an observer, instead of just like wondering like what would it be like if I really did get the Hogwarts letter, congratulations! You're in the show. <laughs> you're on the show. You're part of the lore. Like you are contributing actively to this not nostalgia and this fandom. And it's so special.
4: I think to circle around, too, about the idea of, like, how TikTok in particular functions with this, because, like, I've been on Instagram for six years, and I've had thousands of posts, and I have no followers, uh, which is fine, because it's posts of my face, and I get it, my mirror works, but, um, (laughs) like... Uh, I go on TikTok, I started last March, so I'm not even up to my one-year anniversary right now, and I've got, like, 115,000 followers and 1.5 million likes. Not that those numbers super mean stuff, but it does change the amount of engagement you get. I think it's
2: such a more creative place where you also can really see other slices of life and strangers Mm -hmm. i mean instagram is just like yeah
3: it's dangerous it's dangerous though and and i think everyone here knows this is like that's that is the crack and the candy that they have given you and (laughs) if it's i I wish you the best and i hope that this is continues 10 years from now i i worry about platforms pulling the rug out People oh, yeah. are
2: using it for creativity.
3: Yes, yes. My point is, um, people, the culture on Vine was very mm. similar and mm-hmm. very exciting and very remixable. And it had a culture to itself. And then it was gone. So,
2: Right. I like that it reminds me of Vine. I like that there's this place yep. on the internet where yep. people can like play and yes and and be creative, even though it might disappear.
4: So the meme I saw online was a Venn diagram. And on one side it said millennials, and on the other side it said Tarzan's last words, and in the middle it said, I miss Vine. But, um... <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> it was not mine, I was just... But, um, I think what, I'm the sorry. thing sorry. What with- are Tarzan's last words? I miss Vine. I miss Vine. <laughs>
3: but he okay. fell out of the tree. I, okay, got it. Okay, great. Six
4: I can dissect stupid. the frog of that joke further if you like. <laughs>
3: no, I'm a, I'm a dad, I got it.
4: Okay, cool. Um... <laughs> But I think the difference, so even between Vine, because so I was on Vine a little bit, but the difference between Vine and TikTok is in Vine you could still like take some of the sounds and do some stuff like that. But the duetting of TikTok and like the setting up scenes where another person is in the scene with you, and like you can have your favorite celebrity and be acting in a scene with them, and that blur of audience and performer part of it, mm, I think yeah. is what's scratching a lot of itches. And that's us with Fleet stuff; it's giving that that little itch a home Uh, someone referred to it as Mr. Nichols home for wayward characters where (laughs) now there's this weird nostalgia thing using that term it's mine now uh, where where someone can take like a character they've had for a while and put like a pirate hat on them and be like do you remember (laughs) this character and then have a stranger be like I grew up with that character I've dressed like that character I love it and then feel that little home for wayward
5: D&D characters (laughs) (laughs) but you're just
3: in Inviting a bunch of bad improv nerds to come play, and and some of them are are wonderful, like Katie, and so most of them are not going to be good at this. What, what do you do with those? Well, that's people?
5: the that's the wonderful part about it, though I think because like the the really cool thing is like, and and I'm probably going to get in trouble somehow for saying this, but like this has grown despite TikTok because mm-hmm. what wound up happening is like TikTok started like shutting down the hashtag and like we we what yeah they were suppressing our views yeah why yeah like
4: Mm. (laughs) because
5: it's it's because we're a bunch of nerds making up a fake sci-fi show
4: and so
5: like mm. but people people just kept doing it like and even like as a like and you know like i said like i'm like a mid-sized creator and so like i would post you know a video and it would get like Twenty thousand views or whatever, I would post a ships video and it would get twelve hundred views. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I see, mm-hmm. I see that these are not getting the views. But people just said, fuck it. Like people just said, like we are having so much fun, it doesn't matter. And I think that's like the wonderful part about it is like you don't have to be the world's best improv artist. You don't have to be, you know, an actor. And it turns, you know, it turns out that for me, like my special improv skill is you are on a show, talk about it for two hours. Like it's it's a very <laughs> hyper specific. 've done of long for six form hours <laughs> <laughs> um, But like it doesn't matter if you're good or bad because like most people are are creating content for like this very niche community. Yep. And so everybody understands it's about adding your little
4: ingredient to the pot, you know. One of the conversations I had with the Wikipedia people who were trying to, like, figure out again, like, hey, there's 9,000 actors that apparently were on this show. <laughs> like, how do we judge this? <laughs> how do we gauge, like, what to follow on threads? And I told them, like, and it seems to have worked okay, which is, like, uh, it, you're not judging quality, we're judging effort. So, like, if someone wants to come on and be like, I was the main villain for 12 seasons, and that's all they post, like, cool. Cool. And then we can just move on but if someone posts a video where they're like here's props from the show and i did a full cosplay and i wrote this song we're like well that should probably be something we pay attention to and fold it into our own thing shouldn't it like so yeah i think there's, there's definitely like we don't want to gatekeep anyone because on this particular project there's no gates um particular like you can't say I know more about it than you do because it's not there.
5: <laughs> we're we're getting like actual invitations to like actual comic conventions. Like I've gotten three wow. or four emails from different conventions being like we really want to have like a Ships of the Northern Fleet panel <laughs> because like what you guys doing is are, is like just so funny. And so like there is like a very real possibility that as like things start to reopen, like Ships of the Northern Fleet will be like an actual panel at an actual yeah. comic con convention. Mm-hmm. And I want to stress very I want to say this I will die happy if that happens. Well, that leads us into our next question, which is
2: similar to what happened with Ratatouille the musical. Do you see this becoming real at some point? I mean, you know, at what point, and would you want that to happen? But I'm thinking at what point I do you don't start get, it to, to get? want it to happen. Okay.
4: I like the level it's at right now. So if 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 I get an opinion on this horrifying beast I've made, which I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but apparently sometimes when you make a beast it runs amok and you don't have control over it anymore it's never <laughs> happened before but this is the first one um, but like if i had a say in it i would prefer there not be like uh anyone who writes i love fan art i love the music and stuff like that When someone starts writing a story i gently remind them i'm like you know what a weird thing about the stories is whenever someone sits down to like write their memory of it they can never get the whole thing there's always something missing there's scenes missing maybe it starts in the middle but like no one's been able to ever write down one whole thing it's like it's open for someone else to finish the story in their head and that's kind of been like the gentle push i've given it like i don't want to see one whole start to end thing because if it's written start to end it's over then and then this is done the door is closed no one else can add to it yeah
2: well actually I beg to differ there because like people certainly, when you look at star Wars, there's stuff that's Canon and, and not Canon. Like, I feel like it could mm. continue forever.
4: Mm. It it could in the side ones, but I want any one story to be able to do that. Yeah. So I want like, mm. be like, did Kylo Ren kill Han Solo on a bridge? I don't know, man, maybe <laughs> like <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it depends which version you read. Mm
5: hmm. I think the format that we have right now, like I think we accidentally invented like this really interesting, fun thing that is really suited for things like comic conventions because it's, it's, it's I don't want to like ruin the magic, but it's an improv show. It's like f- six of us sitting around and bullshitting about something that never existed, but with like this nostalgia aspect mm-hmm. and like everyone in the room being in on the joke. So the game becomes like, you know, people will, c- will come into the, the, when we're doing the Q and a, we have like an audience and they'll throw us stuff, you know, they'll be like, okay, do you, you know, what did you think about, I don't know, you know, the, the quantum breakdown in the front containment thrusters in episode four. <laughs> and I go, oh, well, it's so interesting that you said that because that was such a hard, you know? And so like that sort of exchange where it's like, nothing is canon, nothing is set yeah. in stone. There's no story to it Mm -hmm. it's just about this idea of like remembering the thing but there's so much there's so many episodes and there's so much you know (laughs) uh, uh, extra stuff the graphic novel and the books and the cartoon and whatever the breakfast cereal apparently (laughs) um that oops all fiber we we will never run out of stuff (laughs) to remember i
2: I am excited to see you do uh a. a tiktok live because the improv just sounds masterful
4: (laughs) i defy you to watch like a comic book panel from say like a late season of one of the stargate spinoff shows where people are asking in-depth questions of a show you've never seen watch one of those and then watch Mm. one of our q a's and be like that's Mm. about the same
5: We run them on Twitch, and people in the comments, like in all sincerity, are like, "This show sounds amazing. Like where can I watch it?" <laughs> well, that
3: and was I, my, and that was my lingering question yeah. here, which is, what, what is the rough percentage of com- internet comments that are like, "I get it. Here we go," versus, I know, what, what are you talking about? Where can I find this? You know? Who, how many people are you fooling? Is anyone fooled?
4: There's I don't. Been...
5: I don't think we ever set out to fool not anybody. That, not that like, that's your intention, the, yeah. but no, no, I. No.
3: I want to laugh at people who don't get it. <laughs>
5: that's <laughs> more. That's a you
4: problem, man. Than my intention, because um, I'm, I'm an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm we're saying. all broken inside. I get it. Um, <laughs> but so. I have found what a lot of people gently do when someone is genuinely confused. Uh, the usual comment will be to tell people to follow the hashtag and find the top video, because that'll link you to the video that we play or the audio that you heard here of mm-hmm. me saying, okay. Hey, this is made up. Let's all play together. Got and it. mostly after that, the response will be like, Oh, right, right, right. I remember now. Like, they'll like, they're just like, <laughs> they're, Oh, thank you. Game initiated. Like, it's just like, Yeah,
5: I think for me, it's been like 80 20, like 80% of people are like immediately in on the joke but then I think like the other 20%, like 10% of those people are like, wait, I'm confused. And then they go and they, and they get it. Um, and then the other 10%, are people who are like you're gaslighting us and this is irresponsible and you're a bad person and you're lying and i'm like you must be very fun at parties
4: the group of us that started on this on the first week we were all genuinely losing sleep the first couple we of days yeah there was it was so exhausting much, there was so much content being made that to watch the content as fast as you could watch the content still put you as a detriment for how much content was being created so you could watch every single <laughs> video every waking moment and you'd still be behind on how much was coming through and i felt this responsibility of just like i know what it feels like to make fan art for a celebrity and then like see nothing in response and like i get that they're busy but as someone who's like i'm not particularly busy i could try to respond Mm -hmm. to every single incoming piece of fan art and uh, no i can't (laughs) 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 that was another lie i told myself
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where should our listeners go if they're interested in becoming a part of the Ships of the Northern Fleet phenomenon?
4: (laughs) Uh, TikTok seems like a good place to start. Um, (laughs) We're using hashtag uh, S-O-T-N-F, which, by the way, has more views than hashtag Muppet Treasure Island. Not appropriate to mention. I just find that wow. genuinely hilarious. <laughs> in, in terms of pirate shows, we are technically more <laughs> beloved on TikTok. So <laughs> but um yeah, use the hashtag ships of the northern fleet, hashtag S-O-T-N F. Um, and we we try to follow as many of those as we can. Uh, I'm on TikTok uh at Mr. Nickel, M-I-S-T-E-R-N-I-C-K-E-L. I know you want to put a le but don't you do it. Don't you type it like that? <laughs> if you follow the Reddit at r slash SOTNF, you can find the Discord links. You can find other links. The thing is with this, it's everywhere now. So I don't know, just look online, see if it's there. <laughs> <laughs>
5: And Katie, what about you? Um, so, I'm on TikTok as uh Katie-o-saurus, Katie with a C, um, so you can, you can check out my content there. Um, if you tag me in your Ships of the Northern Fleet video, I will see it, because I check all of my mentions, because it's my favorite thing, finding out that people are <laughs> making videos about Katie and Ships of the Northern Fleet. I also have a podcast, it's called Katie and Eric's Infinite Quest. It doesn't have anything to do with Ships of the Northern Fleet, but it seemed appropriate to plug at this juncture, so there you go. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, thank you to the both of you. It has been a true pleasure, and uh, we hope you have a
4: great
2: week. Thank you.
4: (laughs) Enjoy your loosened grip on reality.
2: (laughs) Well, that was wonderful. I loved them. And now everybody knows that we fucking lied to you at the top. Just told lie after lie. I've never seen this show. It doesn't fucking exist. It's really about the power of
1: TikTok and, and their imagination, of course, and ability to yes and something like I- improv. I don't know, Ali, you spent quite a bit of time on TikTok. Like, do you see that it it, it could be a place where like improvisation could yeah, survive? Yeah, well, we
2: missed the Ratatouille, the musical a uh, situation. I wish we'd gotten that on this show, but it was incredible. They just someone was like Ratatouille. This is what it would look like. It was a Broadway musical, and they made a song. And some of these songs were amazing. And then someone else made a song. And then someone was, you know, who is a. I mean, some of them are very young, so I guess they're aspiring costume designers. Was like this is what the costumes would look like. People would just go on and on about it, and pretty soon a whole musical was created. And then. Broadway actually did this one-night charity engagement that they streamed with Broadway actors and directors. I mean, it was the director of the Broadway musical Six directed Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. I mean, it's so so wild. It's um, It's so wild yeah and i love that there's like this hotbed for creativity it reminds me of vine and i know matt's gonna say yeah and then vine disappeared so tiktok just disappeared which is true but i just what i love is just that there are places where people are still being like playful and creative on the internet which has become mm-hmm. such a dark place <laughs> and yes. that it's really this it fueling creativity in this way
3: a-, a creativity culture that does that no longer exists on facebook i
2: Existed on Facebook though this just wasn't what Facebook was for.
3: Yeah, but I there was a time in younger Facebook where it was it was more silly and playful and light. At least the the circles that I used to enjoy. I guess what I'm saying is when the mainstream people get on TikTok, will it be ruined? Mm. You know, like like you know, Katie and Mr. Nickel were saying. Oh, I post this thing and then ten thousand people. Yes, and it. If that if they posted the same thing on Facebook, there would be. Thousands of people there being like, no, this wasn't a thing. Right,
2: right. Yes. But also like TikTok is just a totally different culture, right? Where yeah. part of his initial TikTok was calling for people to stitch it. The fact that people mm-hmm. can take one and reply to it in video form and add to it. Totally. It's a, it's a much different, it's just, it's just built so differently.
3: A more collaborative technology platform, perhaps.
1: Yes, well, I do enjoy watching reposts of TikToks on Instagram.
5: That's how old <laughs> I am. <laughs> so
1: I'll stay there for now. But I don't, yeah, anyway, this was so delightful. And uh, we'd love to hear what you all have to think, as always. So it, what do we want to know from you? I I don't know. Like, uh, have you contributed to Ships of the Northern Fleet? We want you to get on there and participate for sure. Let us know how it goes. What Easter eggs have you found? Um, You can tweet at me at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R.
2: I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-T.
1: Email us at 2g1podcast at gmail.com. You can text us or leave us a voicemail. That phone number is... 347-871-6548. That number
2: again,
1: 347-871-6LIT. And join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2g1p. We'd love to see you there. Uh, We always just like to mention, it's completely free if you've never joined Discord before, and it's kind of like an old-fashioned chat room. Come join listeners of the show. We're there, um, and we'd love to see you at discord.gg slash 2g1p. Ali if they'd like to contribute, where do they go?
2: Please go to patreon.com 2G1P. Spread that booty. Thanks guys. See
0: you next week. <laughs> Kill girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Gamula and Allison Goldberg then collectively forgotten by everyone on the internet, I mean produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet.
3: The podglomerate. A sonic universe.
0: The
1: Skyfleet booty.